1: Welcome everyone. Monday, March twenty-first.
2: Yes. Um, it's the first day of spring.
1: This is corporate talk with Charlie and Eva. And we hope everyone had a great weekend. And yes, it is spring. spring. Has a spring forward.
2: Well, we already did that. Okay. Yeah.
1: So the mission of our show, of course, is to use all of our collaborative skills to make a difference in the workplace, even as one person. Um, You know, we, Eva and I, are really proud of the content that we bring to the table and that we meet 99% of our guests in person. And
2: uh, We know you say that every single week.
1: And today, again, (laughs) is no exception. And, you know, we have a great guest that we're going to introduce in a few few minutes. minutes. Um, You know... To me, by the way, off topic, spring is um, sort of like a breath of fresh air, you know, a new, maybe it's not really a new beginning, but for some reason I feel like it's, you know, a new beginning.
2: Well, the reason we always feel that is because you get more sunny days and it's, and the days are longer after we change the clock and all that. So that's why.
1: It's positive at the end of the day, right? People. You pee popped at me. Yes, it's positive. Spring <laughs> is a positive time, <laughs> and honestly, we need that, right? Um, I can't watch. You know, I, I'm a tough guy. I'm an adult, right? I've been around the block. Can't watch TV. I can't watch the news. Like TV is. You know, I watch local television, and some demon comes down, and I mean, it's pretty scary these days. I mean. Anything positive, we need to embrace. Yes. Right. I agree. Um, and so, <laughs> how are you?
2: I am well. And I too am in the spring mode with new things just around the corner. So I don't have any announcements yet, but they are coming.
1: Right. And you know, honestly, um, we are planning a lot of good stuff. Um, Eva and I, we, um, embrace our talks on family. And um, the second half of 2016 is going to really um, make a difference for sure, more so than ever, and I'm excited about it.
2: Well, and if anyone is in New York the first week of April, we will be there for the National Publicity Summit is one of the events that's coming up.
1: Yeah, we will be in New York, where I belong, excuse me. Um, we are <laughs> broadcasting live today from Secure Bunker in Cincinnati. Right, but we're going to be going off to the homeland, your homeland. Yes. So, um, okay. So hang in there. Today is a very interesting show. All right. Um, it's a very different show. We haven't had a show like this yet. We haven't, and uh, we've I want. we talked
2: financial advising before.
1: We've talked financial advising. <laughs> I my email is filled with bulk spam on financial advising on financial advice yes okay so that is not what this show is about today, <laughs> right um,
2: everybody's like oh this I really needed to have some financial advice <laughs>
1: um, right so okay so you managed to sit through the first three four minutes so that's good I really think you're gonna be impressed surprised you're gonna learn a lot and I really believe this is important in fact since we've met our guest I had an interesting um Experience that I will share as well, which is kind of on topic. Well, but today, so what are we talking about today? Okay, so today we're talking about protecting your wealth, okay? We're talking about like um, and in, if you inherited wealth, if you hit the lottery, if you if you're a professional athlete and suddenly, in your face is a ton of money or even still um, if you inherited a business or if you are leaving an inheritance to someone or a business to someone. Well,
2: and what happens is you always have people saying, well, I wish that that were me. But let's say that that is you because there it comes with its own special challenges and, and difficulties. I mean – People always think, I just wish that that could happen to me. But yet when it does happen, it can be daunting.
1: Uh, You know, we're kind of sparring a little bit, and our guest is the expert. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's introduce, okay? Mm -hmm. I would love to introduce a very special guest on this very unique topic, Myra Salzer. Myra, are you with us?
3: I am indeed. Can you hear me?
1: Oh, perfectly. How are you? Welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva.
3: Hmm. Thank you. And I am very
1: well. Thank you. So, okay, so Myra, first share a website or some contact information that we have, and we can go forward sharing, and our listeners can check in as as well.
3: Yes, you could go to www.thewealthconservancy.com. And Excellent. get all the information.
1: Okay, so, um, and I know we met, and uh, thank you for that meeting, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but tell us what exactly you do and what exactly is the Wealth Conservancy?
3: Um, we are a wealth coaching firm for people who have inherited so much money that there's nothing they can do through their own effort, like getting a job or starting a business that will impact their lifestyle or their financial well-being. And so their, their perspective on life is to retain, to grow, to preserve what's been given to them rather than to take risks and explore What they can do for themselves. Very,
1: yeah, very complicated, right? Very interesting. Um, you know, I have to tell you, right? When we met, I was thinking, you know, had that been me, I would probably not want to listen. Mm -hmm, You know, yeah, that's probably true. And then I realized, you know, like three in the morning when my head's on the pillow, that that is exactly why I need you in my corner should I be going through something like that, right? Because you mentioned it's all about preserving that wealth. And, you know, like for me personally or for many of us, we don't really have a clue what that means, right? Mm-hmm.
3: This is true. It it um. It's a different way of investing. It's a different way of living, and um, and what can happen sometimes is there is a scarcity uh, perspective that and a fear and everything that people have been taught in terms of financial planning, and this goes for financial planners as well as. How do you accumulate? How do you accumulate for retirement? How do you accumulate for this trip? How do you accumulate for the next car or the vacation home? And it's not about how do you preserve? And so all the lessons don't apply.
1: I'm, uh, You know, I'm thinking as you talk, right, because it's, it is different, right? I never really looked at it like that.
2: Well, and do you find, so we're talking a lot of wealth here, like someone inheriting a lot of wealth. And Do you find that, is it any different, people that inherit a lot of wealth, do most of the time do their parents coach them on money at all, or are they just as clueless as most people? It depends.
3: It depends upon how many generations down from the wealth creator the heir Mm. happens to be. Um, And what the structure of the Wealth is coming with it. Almost always comes with a structure. It's, it's never here's the chat, Go cash it and have a good life. It is you now own 0.3 percent of a family operating business, and you're on the board of the family operate uh, the family philanthropic organization, and you're a beneficiary of trust X, Y, and Z, and you are a trustee uh, for your nieces and nephews of other trusts and. There's all sorts of rules and structures and entities in place, and and it's a whole new game that and you have to learn to play.
1: You know what you just said, right, Myra? Um, is really interesting in that it you're not going to get the guidance from say. Your parents or your previous generation. If this is a generation after generation thing that's being passed down, mm-hmm. you have to get the knowledge somewhere, right? Um, so I'm just thinking about this, and I'm, you know, uh, I'm thinking about the country in general. And you must, you must to some degree be in demand, I would think. I know it's a tight market, but I don't think this. Um, education exists
3: anywhere. I'm not aware of other firms that are specializing in this very important and challenging um, uh, circumstance. And it becomes even more challenging because most people who haven't inherited this kind of wealth are envious and they have a hostile envy towards the inheritor. And they also, most people have opinions about what an inheritor is like and judgments about them. And um, so the heir themselves wants to hide and be anonymous and doesn't feel like they get any support or respect. <laughs> and you know, when look at it from their perspective. They didn't do anything to be in that position. Here they are stuck in this position that most people would love to have their problems. And most people have no idea. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, they be pitied. I'm not, you know, throwing a pity party for them. But I would like there to be some empathy and understanding. Hmm. That's so
1: interesting, right? So, So you go to bed on Friday, Mm -hmm. you wake up on Saturday, and you inherit or something happens. You turn 18 and your trust fund or whatever it is, and now you have this enormous wealth, which we'll talk a little bit about the numbers in a second. I think
2: it could be even more sudden, like especially a young person, like let's say someone's like 25 and both their parents are accidentally killed in a car accident. And they go from just being this 25 year old to suddenly having this huge amount of wealth. Yeah. So how do you handle that? well what I was and businesses and and responsibilities. What I was well, there's two things, right? Mm.
1: There's how do you suddenly become that that um, CEO type person, right? The other thing is, and I don't, I, you know, I don't mean to say this incorrectly um, or sound stupid, but suddenly you're in the minority. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're a minority,
2: and suddenly the deck is stacked socially maybe against you. Right, because I would think that people would be looking for you to fail or to just blow the money or be, or, yeah,
1: Yeah, or just,
2: yeah. right. Yeah. Does that make sense, Myra? It makes a lot of sense.
3: And there's also a perspective that's generally thought, this is what would happen if you inherit a lot of money, is you, you know, Oh boy, this is great. I'm going to buy some houses and quit my job and buy an airplane and travel and blah, 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 blah. And you know, that's mm-hmm. the first five minutes of the rest of their life. But what most people can't imagine is that the inheritor's life has changed indelibly forever. And they can never go back to their former life. And wow. change is always hard. And the loss of their life as they had known it has to be mourned. I know this sounds counterintuitive and incongruous, but you have to mourn the loss of their life as they knew it before they can move on and make wise decisions. Hold on,
1: I know we're not talking, but I think I'm digesting Mm -hmm. again. And that is really intense, right? So a moment of clarity, let's mourn the past, and let's move, not
2: mourn, but let's realize that our life is going to be different now. Well, you might be thrust into roles that you hadn't really wanted to take on all of a sudden. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. it's very different. Um, okay, so
1: Myra, I know we kind of um, talked high level here. We're going to drill down as we go forward. Um, This is a really, really, really interesting niche market that we really want to learn more about. But we're going to take our first break. So please, everyone, stay with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, Myra Salza. We'll be right back.
4: CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE Certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars, but now you can You can become CARE Certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE Certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com.
0: Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go
4: fish, Dad! Oh,
0: come on! (laughs) This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human
4: Services and the Ad Council.
0: And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
2: Thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is financial advisor Myra Salzer, and you can learn more about Myra at her website, thewealthconservancy.com, and we're talking today about large inheritances, like very large inheritances. What Typically, where would you guys start at in terms of the inheritance amount? I don't know if you can tell us that, but. I think what matters is,
3: how much it is relative to what one was used to or where they are in life. So there may be a very successful entrepreneur who, who already has made enough that their satiation spending, is what we call it, is satisfied. In other words, having more isn't going to make a difference in their life. So in their case, inheriting a $100 million is no big deal. But right. for the twenty-one-year-old who is, you know, struggling to find his or her first job, the, you know, one million can be enormous. Right. So I think it's relative to
2: where they are in life and how. No, and I, I love it. that.
1: It's not the amount; it's the, it's the
2: impact. Right. The impact that it has. And when you, with the people that you coach, do you find that you have to coach younger clients, or does it really run the spectrum of age? It runs a spectrum of age.
3: Um, Many of our clients did receive their money uh, or their financial independence, I should say, because oftentimes, as as I already mentioned, it's in the form of a trust or at a family office or in a family operating business, and they don't really have total access or liquidity, but they received their lifestyle, let's say, at a age before they had the privilege to learn that they could make it on their own
2: through their own effort. Right. And I would think that that in and of itself would be really tough to handle because suddenly you don't really have to work for anything. And I would think that would be um, I think that would be tough because where do you get your motivation from? Well, we don't
1: think about that, right? And listening to uh, Myra, and now to your question.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yeah, I was really I was really proud of what I was doing and hoping that I was gonna make an impact and now I've got this tsunami in my face. I, I have to stop what I'm doing. Right? Right. Exactly. And handle it.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a huge life interruption and takes one off their path. And and as I earlier, their job becomes not to screw up, rather than to see what they can build for themselves, and that's a whole different way of looking at life.
2: So, when you sit down with someone, where do you start? Because that in and of itself would be really hard to figure out. Like, how do you even coach this person? How do you start with them? What questions you would ask them? Well, we have a system that's
3: called the TIE system, which stands, uh, stands for the Inheritance Empowerment System. And it has two tracks. It has the personal track and it has the financial track. And on the personal track, we identify what are the family members and the culture that's been handed down and where do they stand culturally. And on the financial side, what do they have? First, the first step is identifying what's there and it's not just you know a portfolio, but what are the rules of what are their rights as a beneficiary? What are their responsibilities as a trustee or a trust beneficiary or a, a board member of the family office or whatever? So, it's, I, we haven't yet met an inheritor who doesn't have structures in place when they get it, and and oftentimes those legal documents are indecipherable, and we simplify it by showing on a flow chart, a one-pager, what the rules of the game are, what these structures say. So the first step you were asking, and it's my very long-winded answer, I apologize, Eva. Oh, no, not at all. We identify what is there and who is involved in terms of um in terms of influencing what is there
2: and what is the culture of a family yeah because i would think actually i didn't think that your question was your answer was long at all because it's a really complicated It's really complicated to figure out where they are within the culture of the family, the actual finances, and then depending on where they are in their own life and their own career and how they saw their own life unfolding, if suddenly they become CEO or they're sitting on a board, how did they even prepare for that to go from, let's say they didn't have a lot of responsibility or they had minimal responsibility to now suddenly having a ton of responsibility thrust on them and not having the experience to even handle that. Uh,
1: you know what? I think that's the easy part, right? So if, Okay. So uh, here we go. Okay. Um, so I'm <laughs> Prince Harry and um, I get that I have a role to play and I'm really pumped. You would
2: have a lot, they'd have a lot of work with him. And I'm really <laughs>
1: pumped about playing this role. Yeah. But in terms of the complex, um, information about my wealth, how much of it I own, where it is, how it's, where it, uh, whatever, it, it's in a it's in a binder equal to the Dead Sea Scrolls, and I hand it over to Myra and say, please help me. I think is that what happens, Myra? I mean, you actually go through history of where this wealth is and how much they actually own and all of that? I mean, it, that sounds like... And,
3: uh, and, what their, and what their options and boundaries are and uh, legal uh, rights and their legal duties. And, um, and that goes for every entity that they're involved in. So they have to understand where they are. What's the starting point before they know where to go? And back to your question Charlie about you know what do, what do we do how how do we teach someone who's now you know responsible for being on the board of the family philanthropic organization or the family operating business is we it, it really is not rocket science we go through the financials um, and work with either their accountants or um, our accountants and Coach them, and this is what the financials are saying. Here's the questions I would be asking if I was at the board meeting because there's a, you know, there are discrepancies here, there's a downward trend there, or an upward trend. So we show our clients how to look at the financials so that they can go to that board meeting and feel empowered. And you know, what?
1: knowing what I know now, Eva, I would, I would want. Myra with me to manage my new job description that you were just discussing, right? Well,
2: I'm I'm yeah. also wondering, you know, I'm started maybe I've watched too many movies, but I you know, I started thinking about well, there might be times when people don't like for you to get involved because there's other members that want to maybe take advantage of a more naive new owner. Does that happen? Oh, yes,
3: it does happen. Yeah. And uh, especially if the systems have been in place for many moons or uh, years and um, there's a family office that's you know being run very efficiently oftentimes without any family members being involved and and the family office then becomes a self-serving entity for the employees of the family office and the family members, can be viewed as inconveniences.
1: This is this is yeah, I would unbelievable, so. right? I would think it's so. It's sort of like you know, um, Prince Harry. The butler is getting a hundred billion funneled through the breadcrumbs. You know, I mean, uh, it, this could be dangerous. I mean, they're not dangerous, but I mean. This is really, really way over and above.
2: Well, and I'm just planning. wondering. So, you have a young person inherited all this money, and he's got all these different people giving him advice. He doesn't know where to turn. How how do people even find you, Myra? That's always been my challenge,
3: um, and uh, there are so few, relatively relative to the general population, of people who. Would qualify to be our clients, and um, we are hard to find, and it's a hard market to target because right. there is they don't fit in a box, and they're you know they live globally, and they have completely different interests and ages and ethnicities, and and uh, so it's a very 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 tough market to target, and um, let them know that we're here.
2: Yeah, because when they do know that you're here, I mean, what a relief for them because there's they don't have anyone in their corner because maybe the parent or parents that passed, um, you know, were their only advocates. And now suddenly they're trying to wade through this on their own or maybe with a sibling and maybe even that relationship is contentious. Boy, well, si- yeah, siblings
1: you don't even and, know if that is the case. Right. It's sort of like at <laughs> way down at our level. In business in general. Yeah. When we talk about like balancing the books or reconciliations, um, in financial operational accounting, you want to go outside. You want to go to a third party
2: right. for that reason. Well, somebody that you can trust so they can really coach you. And so, yeah, I mean, what we're learning today is that, you know, you, you always think, well, if I could just inherit a bunch of money, then my troubles would be over. But it's like your troubles just begin when you get all that money because there is so much behind it. It's not like, like Myra said earlier, they don't just write you a check and, you know, go buy yourself a car and a house like and couple houses, right? I mean, it comes with great wealth, comes with all this other responsibility that's just you could be very ill-equipped to handle that.
1: Um, and what I'm realizing now before we take our next break is, I don't know, Myra, it seems like you have this enormous amount of courage to be able to step in there yeah and help with that because of everything we discussed i mean it almost seems like that's a lot to
2: take on it really is a lot to take on yeah so we're going
3: to i, go. am, I, I i'm i'm interrupting i'm sorry but i i am an advocate for inheritors and yeah. you know they deserve an advocate everybody deserves an advocate and right. um,
2: there aren't that many of us around yeah no it's a great service that you provide so we're going to go ahead and take our second break stay with us everyone this is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our guest today Myra Salzer we'll be right back
4: Charlie Labasco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie Speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401K. What? Why? Just wait for the inheritance. We've definitely got a rich uncle somewhere. We're one call away from the winner's circle at the Derby, dinners with multiple forks, a vacation home in the country, using summer as a verb. You don't actually think that, do you? When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council
0: let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk TalkZone.
1: Um, welcome back. Segment three. Uh, we are speaking with subject matter expert on inheriting wealth and how to manage it and handle it and know where it comes from and where it's going. Um, you know, and that is not really giving it justice. Right. We're speaking with Myra Salzer. Um Myra, you know, even during the break we're saying, man, what you guys do is really something. I mean, um the you take on a lot. I mean, think about it, you know, if you if you give incorrect or you mismanage, I mean I mean this your undertaking is enormous and um it definitely Serves the market. You definitely have a lot of publications out there. I want to show you a website again. The Wealth Conservancy. Um, So that is thewealthconservancy.com. W e a l t h c o n s e r v a n c y.com. We have to. We have to get this word out. So a couple of things that I wanted to go over. Um, if possible here, um, you mentioned in the last segment, well, first you were talking about, it's not so much the amount of money as opposed to the impact that it's making on your life. Right. And then, um, later in the segment you had mentioned, um, once we determine if you qualify to be our client. So what actually takes place before you can make that decision?
3: We we do a pretty extensive interviews with uh, people who are interested. We under we need to understand some of the basics and some of their challenges, and, and they really just challenges. They're not problems. They're not troubles, but, but they do come with challenges, and we have to assess whether we can positively impact our clients' lives.
1: Um, no, that is that is the. the the perfect answer that I was hoping for. So thank you for that because, you know, you're a teammate now. Uh, And since we met, I have, I wanted to share this. So I, I watched this program and I'm a sports guy and I watched this um, ESPN program on NFL players and how they have wasted their wealth and so some of these players that are really talented went from zero to a 100 million,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? And then back to zero. Right, because they got injured or something. And the pro- yes, and the problem with the program that I saw, which was really, of course, riveting, was they were talking after the fact, and there was this one guy in particular that made tens of maybe even upwards of a 100 million, and when he finally left the game, he was left with $60,000 and that's all he had after all these millions of dollars. And on the way home from cleaning out his locker, he bought a $50,000 Escalade. So this is the thing here, right? We wait too long before we try to get help, right? We need, I mean, it almost seems like this is an untapped market for you, and you gotta. There's opportunity for these young people that might be going from zero to 100 million, right?
3: Yeah, it's a little bit different when with ballplayers or uh, lottery winners, in as much as they don't have the same familial support that an inheritor does. They don't have other family members who are experiencing the same thing. And they have family members who may then become dependent very quickly, or friends who might want to borrow money, or and they haven't had any examples of how to do it right. So for them, even more than inheritors, um, they they deserve to get help sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm.
1: But I get it. So there's not a complex system, um, that they may have to maintain after the inheritance. Six, all of a sudden they have all this money and they have all these people that want a part of that money. And that's, you know, it, and, you know, Myra, you know, it's hard to hear about this and I'm just starting to get it. Right. So imagine the angst and the, and what I would feel if I inherited something. That really requires, um, a corporation to be run, managed. I mean, it's really complicated. What would I do? You know? Right. Um, so, and still a little confused in that you could break that down for us, but would you recommend, say, that I get a, a staff to help me or a coach or a, I keep a relationship with you? It's not a one, a one time deal. How does that work?
3: And usually our our clients retain us year after year after year and we monitor and um, you know if there are tax laws that affect the state planning we'll you know, let our clients know if there are different if they become um, if they get properties in multiple states there are certain things we can do to eliminate the probate in all those states for example. There's So it's an ongoing relationship, and um, they may have a family office in place. They may have trustees in place and trusts at at certain trust companies or whatever. And we are like the orchestra leader, kind of making sure everybody's playing their part and no one's playing off tune and um, that it's all coordinating well for our clients.
1: It's unbelievable. And again, we're talking with Myra Salzer and uh, the wealthconservancy.com. You know, tax laws change, governments change. I mean, uh, how do you keep up? Well,
3: we'll never be at 100, and hopefully we'll always be a whole lot better than if they weren't using the Wealth Conservancy to begin with. Mm -hmm.
1: Right, right, right. I mean, a teammate for sure that is desperately needed.
2: Right. And so, you know, let's take a step back for a second. And let's say, you know, we've got listeners out there, and they do inherit, you know, someone inherits, you know, a sizable chunk of money, right? It's more than they had anticipated. Maybe they didn't realize that their parents were sitting on a bigger nest egg than they thought. And suddenly they have this large amount of money and maybe they also have some other things that they're supposed to be doing that they don't know. So what are some of the things that just your basic person that inherited a chunk of money should, should think about when that happens? Like what are some of the things that you see that sometimes people don't think about, but yet they should?
3: Um, one of the things that we deal with pretty early on is what are their spending parameters? What is... You know, do they have more than enough? Or I actually call this have they secured their nut? In mm-hmm. other words, what is their satiation spending? And let's set aside enough in a portfolio that supports that amount of spending forever or as long as they're expected to live and set aside the rest as their legacy. So we look at the two different buckets, so to speak, differently. And um, and I actually forgot the other part of your question, so if you wouldn't mind repeating
2: that, that would be great. Oh, no, I was just wondering, like, what people should think about when they actually inherit a chunk of money, That what are some of the first things that they should think about, you know, because a lot of times people don't even realize that their parents might be sitting on a nice chunk of change or or more than they had anticipated. So I was just wondering what were some of the things that people should think about. So I know one of them is their spending parameters, but is there anything else that they should be looking at that they might not think about?
3: Yeah. How can they protect what's been given to them? In other words, Mm. are there insurance policies they should be getting? Um, are there? Should they be getting a cohabitation or prenuptial agreement uh, or postnuptial agreement? Should they uh, be putting their assets into their own entity if they have that kind of control? Let's protect what's been given to them and make sure it's safe while they go through that mourning process I described mm-hmm. until they can make wise decisions and be proactive with their assets yeah it's almost like
1: they need to sit down and listen only to Myra for a minute at least because they have to absorb all that and like what Myra, what you said earlier was, um, what do you need um, and what would you want to give towards your legacy? Um, I can tell you I may not care so I have to first learn the value and the respect maybe of what that means and be looking to you to teach me that. Does that
2: make sense?
3: Yes, it does. And, and it's not only me that works with them. We always have a team of wealth advisors or wealth coaches to, to work with each of our clients because we all bring
2: to the table different skills and we know one person can know it all.
1: And this is something.
2: You know, so, Myra, um, in terms of just helping some people, I know that you've written a couple of books. And let's talk a little bit about your books. We have a few minutes before the break, and then we can keep going um, with it after the break. But um, your latest one, Living Richly, what does that address? Well, that's um, my second book, and that
3: follows three heirs, three completely unrelated inheritors who are amalgams of real clients and real client circumstances, and it follows them through their process of integrating with their wealth. When someone inherits a lot at first, there can be a real disconnect between their net worth and self-worth. And we, in the book, bring the reader through how that disconnect of self-worth and net worth was bridged to be connected so that they integrated with their wealth and they shifted, shifted their relationship from having their wealth be a real burden and inconvenience and interruption in their life
2: to it being a tool for them to enjoy their life. Wow. Yeah, that's great. That's great because I think it always helps to have a story. Right. Because it's hard for people to relate sometimes. But then when they see someone else that went through it and you've taken a lot of stories and put it all together and created a story that kind of touches on all these different aspects of what it can be like to inherit wealth and then how these people overcame their challenges and what they did. I think that's terrific. And yeah, this is truly a niche market right? that I haven't heard of before. And I see the value is just
1: unbelievable.
2: Right. And I think that there's more people than we would think that inherit a chunk of money that might be daunting to them. Or business. Mm-hmm. Or right. business. Right. Yeah. Right. It's unbelievable. Um, so we're going
1: to take a break in a minute. Uh, my, and I, of course, I can continue this conversation all day, but, um, something to maybe start on. Do you do any reverse, um, coaching? Like I have the business. And I want to prepare the people that are going to inherit it ahead of time.
3: Yeah, yes, and I'm so glad you asked that question. And do you want me to answer that now, or do you want me to wait till after the break?
1: We could uh, wait until after the break, um, and I, uh, I'm excited about hearing about that. So please, still more to come. Stay with us, Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and special guest Myra Salza. We'll be right back.
4: Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that, he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization, regardless Lists of your job description for more about charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution visit charliespeaking.com that's charliespeaking.com
3: there are many sounds in your daily life ones that make you smile <laughs> ones that help you relax and there are some sounds that can help save lives Wireless emergency alerts. Now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com
2: great show today. It's really interesting. Topic, right? I mean, it's something that's not anything that we know about, but it's it's really, really been interesting. And our guest today is Myra Salzer. She's um, a financial advisor for people that inherit great wealth. And you can learn more about Myra and you can also check out her blog at thewealthconservancy.com. And also, is that where they can find your books too, as well as on Amazon, Myra? Yes,
3: and iBooks, except the first one I don't think is electronic because that was before you had that option but um, the last couple are definitely available electronically
2: perfect so before the break we were talking a little bit about what Charlie was terming reverse coaching so that's helping people that have you know all of a sudden they grew a large business and they have a lot of money and then how to prepare their children so How do you coach with them? Yeah. Well, wealth creators
3: have a skill set of creating wealth, obviously, you know, stating the obvious. And that skill set is almost never the same skill set that is required for teaching about it or preserving it.
4: That's a really
3: and good so, point. Um, it's it's a rare wealth creator who hands their money down to their children with education and planning, and oftentimes the the majority of the focus is on estate tax minimization and um, and liquidity. For the, we- for the business itself, um, rather than teaching the heirs how to be with mm-hmm. them.
1: Right. So most likely the owners of the initial wealth, of the whatever's being either passed down or inherited, don't really understand any of that either.
2: Yeah, and I was, um, I like how you termed them wealth creators, right? Because what that sort of implies in a way is that they're wealth creators, and like you were saying, maybe not necessarily family nurturers. Yeah. And so not really thinking about it, they're just thinking, well, I'm, you know, going to give my kid, I'm going to throw this into their lap, and Equally they're going to be great. You know, yeah, the kids are going to be terrific. And instead, you're setting up your poor kid for disaster, basically. Yeah.
3: Sometimes it can be that way. Yeah.
2: Do you
1: share with them the inheritance empowerment system as well so they see what you guys would be uh, helping others with?
3: So we, we try to show them how they can leave their wealth so that they don't interrupt their children's development. And one of the first things that we really hone in on is to not deny your children an opportunity to learn that they can support themselves. And I can tell within 10 seconds of a potential client coming into my office whether they've ever had that chance to support themselves. Mm. And there's a a lightness in their walk and a confidence in their voice and their shoulders are back if they know that. Versus coming in having never had that experience and being really dependent on what's been given to them.
1: That is, um, you know what? That's sort of like, you know, you really care about both ends of the equation. I mean.
2: Yeah, and I one time saw, and I, you know, I don't remember. Maybe it was on Doctor Phil, or it was on some show, and and basically. The counselor was talking about when you give your kids too much, that your kids never are satiated, right? When you allow them to have whatever they want without ever having to earn it, without ever having to wait for it, without ever having to really understand what it takes to get that, that you have a child that can become very depressed because the child doesn't really ever want for anything and doesn't really feel any joy in that because they can get whatever they want, whenever they want it. Um,
3: yeah, when, I heard a great line many, many years ago by Jimmy Colano, who, who founded an education firm, um, and he said, the most fun I ever had with
2: my Porsche was the day before I got it. Yeah, the anticipation. The anticipation of it, yeah. And so, if there's nothing to anticipate, yeah. And when when all you have to do is write a check to get whatever it is
3: you want, yeah. What kind of joy does one get? And and excuse me, money. I'm going to take a drink of water. Excuse me, just a second. No problem.
1: I mean, it it really is um, so true, right? You don't have anything to look forward to, really. Right. Because you already got
3: everything. Right. You've got
2: everything, yeah.
3: So, money is a big amplifier of what's basically there. And so, if an heir tends to be entrepreneurial, they can be great entrepreneurs. If they tend to be, you know, givers, they can be great philanthropists. If they tend to be hypochondriacs, they can be fabulous hypochondriacs. And so. (laughs) get real amplified personalities. And another thing I would share with the wealth creator in terms of devising a plan for how to leave that his or her money is not to be equal with his or her heirs, but rather to be fair, to look at what's basically there and Try and create a legacy for each of them individually, and they might not be the same. One child might be just a perfect fit for running the company, and another one for, you know, starting on his or her own. And another one might be in academia. And so don't treat them equally, and that's the best way to be fair.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. You know, Myra, listening to you. That I mean, means I, that you really have to understand your children. Yeah. And if you're a wealth creator, there's a good chance you don't even get what your kids are You know what? If you're a wealth about, creator, you need yeah. to
1: go to thewealthconservancy.com and get help. Yeah, from, absolutely. Um, Lyra, I think sure. you
2: should be at all the CEO and chairman of the board conferences.
1: I mean, you're supporting them. You're supporting the, the people coming up in the wealth ranks. Um, and your message is the same, which is really cool, mm-hmm. right? Each person might have, bring something different to the table, just
2: like what we say, right? Right. So we have a couple minutes left. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about the books and which book speaks to, what each book speaks to? Well,
3: the first book is The Heritage Sherpa, and okay. it's a book uh, it's a workbook, actually, for developing accomplishment skills for inheritors. Now, imagine that everything has always been done for you, that the family office has applied for your jobs or written your checks or planned your vacations or organized your wedding, and, and you've never really had to learn those accomplishment skills.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, um, right. I get
3: that now. A workbook to help do that. And the second book we already talked about, Living Richly, which follows mm-hmm. three heirs as they integrate with their wealth. The third um, book is The Confident Inheritor, and that's really just this itty-bitty booklet that's an interview with me that's been put into a book form. And the fourth book is The Cabin, And the cabin is about how to create, how we have created a family of affinity office for a group of inheritors, not, no, I said that wrong, a group of investors who inherited in this world-changing technology that could result in a simultaneous liquidity event that could have them in a completely different economic environment from what they were used to so that they would be similar to an inheritor. And we created a really unique family office kind of situation that solved many of the challenges or problems that family offices have or family members of family offices have and, and many of the problems that employees have when they work for either a single-family office or a multifamily office. So wow. it's going to be a fabulous place to be both for the investor-inheritor
2: and for the employees. Well, that's terrific. Thank you for going through those. And thank you so much for sharing all your information and your knowledge today. It's been a really great, interesting show. Absolutely. We have zero time, but um, we will share your
1: information throughout the week. Um And I have, I'm overwhelmed by what you shared with us. So great work, fantastic work and, uh, have a great day and thank you and come back soon.
3: Yeah. Charlie, Eva, I thank you both.
1: Excellent. You're welcome. Thanks. We learned a lot today.
2: And for for our listeners, again, we were speaking with Myra Salzer. She is a financial advisor to people that have inherited great wealth. And you can learn more about Myra and her books at thewealthconservancy.com. There's also a great blog that kind of details different people's journeys Mm -hmm. when they've inherited money. So please check that out. And so thanks for staying with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great week. See you next week.